0: This is Kanzen Shu, the podcast, episode 390 for the week of November 15th, 2015. What is up? Welcome to the almost, not quite, 10th anniversary of Kanzen Shu, the podcast. Oh, wait, I screwed it up. I'm supposed to let you say the podcast <laughs> of Kanzen Shu. The podcast. Thank you. An extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Consent you? Thanks. I'm actually drinking decaf right now, believe it or not. You we better anything be. And everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. My name is Mike. I go by Vichito EX. I am back from vacation. I let everyone else do all the hard work for a week. Joining me, Mr. Hard Work himself, Heath.
1: You just kind of left us on an island, didn't you? I did. Pretty much. You knew this was coming.
0: <laughs> yes, I could see the future and see the um, we have a great description for what this news is, but I think we'll get to that when we get to it.
1: Well, I loved uh, the email that you had sent out like, oh, hey, I forgot to tell everybody I'm going on vacation, but really nothing should happen while I'm gone.
0: <laughs> I did say that, didn't I?
1: <laughs> yes. And so what happened? Everything. I
0: think it was later that day, too, wasn't it?
1: Maybe. Yeah, I think while well, you were morning. at the airport.
0: Yeah, it was. When I was at the airport, I was was watching things go down. Anyway, we got Hugio here. So it's Mike and Heath. We are talking about the news, the non-news. That is going to be our episode this week. Uh, We have a little bit of just actual super news to talk about. And then the the fallout of some of the two major news stories this last week, I think garners a little bit more discussion. As you know, on the homepage of the site, we like to keep our news. I really hate using the word unbiased because everything is inherently biased the way you present or write anything uh has a bias to it i say factual it's as factual as can possibly be devoid of any ex Drainious editorialization although we sometimes like to toss some in just mm-hmm. to have a little bit of character but that's how the main page of the site is run and the podcast here gives us an excuse to bs back and forth a little bit and dive more into our feelings our opinions that will be the show this week our feelings and our opinions on the two news stories uh one of which is not actually a news story we'll get to that heath let's just jump right into it with a little bit of real news So how about that Dragon Ball Super over in Japan, huh? It's a thing. It's sure going. Yep. We have a couple... Really, we have three news stories. Um... One of them's kind of cool. The others are just, you know, just incidental Japanese merchandise things going on. Uh, let's start with the perhaps the most interesting thing. Last week's episode, as we're recording right now, so this would have been episode 18, we did finally see Shampa and Vados appear in the Dragon Ball Super TV series, as opposed to Toyotaro's manga where we had seen them. Um, they popped up in chapter two, right? Yes. So Toyotaro had been able to tease them for a while. They were not showing up. In the corresponding tv episode material they did finally show up and for us uh in addition to being just excited to see them uh the news part here is well if characters show up and they have speaking lines that means we get new cast members in dragon ball super so heath give us a rundown we have another straw hat joining the crew and we have uh another just um one of the big names of voice acting that we surprisingly have not had before
1: so joining us we have Shampa who will be played by Mitsuo Awata and Vados by Yoriko Yamaguchi.
0: Yamaguchi uh I think the One Piece fans immediately mm-hmm. recognized as Robin.
1: I I really think they're just like
0: hey What other show is recording (laughs) at
1: the same time as us?
0: Hey, you want a part? And it's so funny because now that we have Sorbet and Tagama, we have Zoro's voice actor in the mix for a little bit again.
1: Yeah, which is really nice. I don't mind it. You know, it's fun to see kind of the crossover voices and see how it's how the actors portray each character differently.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they are actors, so Mm -hmm. they get a chance to uh, spread their acting wings a little bit and play characters differently. Uh, Iwata, I best know as Kintaro from Golden Boy, which was uh, a six episode OVA series from quite some time ago that most people listening probably don't know. That takes
1: me back to college.
0: It sure does. I mean, I
1: remember buying that and me and a bunch of roommates and guys on our floor, like we sat down and watched it and we had a couple of girls in the room, and they're just like, Yeah, that's not how things work. And we're like, Shut up. This is awesome.
0: And that's <laughs> we really don't all know, I remember. <laughs> we don't care. Please don't tell us otherwise. Um, Iwata's played a, a lot of other big stuff. Kaneda from Akira probably being one of uh, the biggest roles. Mm-hmm. So it's great to see someone who uh, is a really big name in the industry, but had never been with Dragon Ball before. Great to have him along for the ride. And of course, Yuriko Yamaguchi, uh, another big time voice actress providing the voice of vados as we're recording episode 19 has aired they did not appear in episode 19 just as a little aside here um so we get that brief little tease of Shampa and vados at the end of 18 do you think that they will be regularly introduced as the b story going on in the episodes or is that a one-off tease and they're gonna kind of drop it for the remainder of the frieza retelling you think they'll pop up again during the retelling um i would like
1: to see them pop up i think it'd be neat to have more of a B story because for a lot of the Battle of Gods arc they really the B story were more of the minor characters and Mm -hmm. people that were there I think it'd be neat to have something going on elsewhere that we could kind of follow you know I'd be fine either way I think a lot of it depends on how long the Frieza revival arc is going to be.
0: Right. If it's going to be short, maybe we don't have time for them to be a little B story, even a C story Mm -hmm. on the side. I'm glad we got that tease. Yeah, you mentioned Battle of Gods. We kind of had less of the Pilaf side story in the super version. Uh, It really did stick to the main material for the most part once they got into it. Um, So I am indeed curious to see what they'll do with the Frieza arc and Shampa and Vados. But they were introduced... We did get new voice actors. Keith, just little other things in Japan. Uh, it hit the rental market. Explain how this works.
1: So in Japan, they usually will break up releases and do about three episodes at a time. Anymore, it seems like rental is only DVD. Not really sure why that is. Um, in fact, I actually just found out Oh, uh, when I recently purchased the Majin Buu Arc of Kai, on Blu-ray they included in all the books cover art for DVDs and I had no idea what it was for and it turns out they actually released rental DVDs for all of the Majin Buu arc of Kai oh, okay. and, and they <laughs> created exclusive artwork that matched everything else so it was it was kind of neat kind of a waste of money but anyway <laughs> <Right>. um <laughs> but yeah there is a DVD rental market in Japan and prior to most releases coming out they'll kind of stick them out there three episodes a pop and they're they're released usually earlier especially in this case because super is coming out in more of a, a box set so they're doing 12 episodes at a time and they're kind of breaking it up here for the rental market which makes me wonder is there really still a huge rental market in Japan, because I know in North America, it's almost entirely just dead.
0: I mean, even the red boxes are uh, a dying breed right now, the way Mm -hmm. that Hulu and Netflix and uh, everything else is really taking over. But uh, yeah, so the first one's out there. It's three episodes came out November 3rd. The next one is due out December 2nd, which is actually the day that the first real Blu-ray and DVD box set comes out. Uh, A lot of people are holding out hope, Episode 5 is going to have some touch-ups. I would not hold on to that hope, (laughs) but we'll certainly uh, know come December 2nd. Uh, There's not a whole lot to say or look into with this first one. I don't know anyone that's checked out this first rental volume. I don't know if there's any touch-ups. Probably not. Um, I think collectively no one really cares. And just holding out for touch-ups on Episode 5. Let's wrap up the rest of the Super News here. Dragon Ball Super, uh, McDonald's, Happy Meal, Happy Set. You get some cards. A lot of people were disappointed because there have been figures in the past, but Dragon Ball Heroes is what makes the money.
1: Oh, definitely. But there are some some figures coming out, just not for McDonald's.
0: Right. Oh, there's so many figures. I'm kind of overwhelmed. I was looking the other day. So there's uh, one or two I want to buy, and then I realized just how many are coming out right now.
1: It's what you get when you have multiple lines from different brands. Mm-hmm. You have a movie that just came out. <laughs> And then you have a TV series that is currently underway. Mhm. And uh with new transformations, new forms, and new characters. Good god. I think the the Dragon Ball 30th anniversary website all their news anymore is just it's here's just a figures. new figure, here's a new I know. figure.
0: <laughs> And here's the God Mission update and then another six in a row of figures. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we have six exclusive McDonald's Dragon Ball Heroes cards here. Goku, Vegeta, Beerus, Wiis Frieza, and Super Saiyan God. Son Goku here. Great. If you want them, you can probably find them relatively cheaply on your favorite third party sales website. As a little aside here, my game of choice on vacation was actually Dragon Ball Heroes Ultimate Mission 2. It was a great pick up and play for 15 minutes and then put away kind of game. Move on to the next activity. Um, this is the most time I've sunk into that game. I kind of have the card collecting bug through the game now, and it kind of scares me.
1: That's how they get you, or at least that was their plan.
0: And uh one of the cards I got was a, a V jump Vegeta card. And I'm thinking to myself, if I go through all of my merchandise, like CD singles and these shelves upon shelves of V-Jumps and Psycho jumps, I have a bunch of those cards. Two things here. I could probably put together a pretty impressive deck with without really knowing or trying a all promotional deck right an all promotional deck um and then i wonder because i haven't really looked into this just how many of those will be in the game it seems like all the complete sets have been ported over but i'm not sure how many of those there is a special area there's all of like uh, galaxy mission one cards galaxy mission two cards but then there's a, a special set i have to go back and check and see if that v jump vegeta card is in that area but i have a feeling that a lot of those cards did get uh, ported into the game, so that's something I will uh, report back on. Think as I play a bit more of the game. I know how late are we here? So when that you're game just came out?
1: using this as an excuse to play. More, Pretty much. Okay, I, that's what I thought.
0: I, I wanted a good vacation game, and that was a good one. So I decided to really drop some time into that. But now that I've been playing it, Jake reviewed the first Ultimate Mission here on the show, I think over the span of two episodes, and we kind of dropped it. And he didn't really want to play the second one because he put so much time into the first one. So I, I guess I'll be the guy who plays the second one way too late now that everyone else has moved on to Extreme Butoden, the domestic release. So we're either way too early or way too late on our video game coverage conversations. That's because it takes a while to actually play them. It does, especially this one. There's there's a lot of stuff here. All right. So that was the Dragon Ball Super News. We have one more actual news discussion to have, uh, where it's both news and a discussion, the portion that we want to have here. I'm just going to keep it all one section in the podcast. Heath, so... Dragon Ball Super, still Dragon Ball Super news, mm-hmm. is getting an English dub. This English dub will not debut in North America and in all likelihood will never air in North America. Nor should it. Nor should it. But it is an English dub of the series. And I'm I'm a little disappointed because I feel like the Konzenshu audience, maybe they're just not the ones responding back to us. The ones that I expect to understand the situation. The mm-hmm. responses I see out there are just... So confused and so oblivious as to how the world works, not just how dubs of anime work, but just the state of the world.
1: I never thought by posting this we would see the responses that we got. Like it just it It was it kinda it threw me for a loop for a second of like wait, do people not quite understand what's going on? So so this section may be heavily opinionated. Yes. I'm, I'm sorry if I yell at people. But <laughs> There's going to be a little bit of yelling.
0: Well, yeah. why don't we break down how this went? So it started with uh, Toonami Faithful, which is a fan website. Yes, they're a fan website. Fan websites are allowed to break news sometimes. We will get into the flip side of that with our next web or uh, news story. But hold on to that. Um, I, I feel like I really had to... Describe press releases to people over the last week and i didn't think that had to be described
1: when a company or an organization releases a press statement it is to the press whether it be fan websites reporting the news um or something a little more official such as anime news network it'd be like the same thing in sports if some team Decided to send out a press release to ESPN or something like that. I mean, that's what happens. A lot of times there is no official, we're going to post this on our own website. They're leaving it up to the press to do whatever they want with it,
0: right? Well, there's a couple sides of that. Um, a lot of sites, if they're public companies, will have what's called an investor relations section mm-hmm. of their website. And if they're if they're at that level, what usually happens is that they're working with a company to distribute their press releases, whether that's PR Newswire or any other gazillion services that are out there. Those will automatically be added to that section of their website. Uh, you may not even know it, but it, it tends to be a third third. third-party hosted investor relations section. Not every company works that way, though. Like you were saying, a lot of companies will send out press releases that either get posted on their own website days, if not weeks later, or never at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot of European Bandai Namco press releases that we've received, that I've seen other people receive that don't end up on their website. But other of their own press releases do end up on their website. So it's like a crapshoot whether the webmaster that day was in to post their press release. So this seemed to be a situation like that where a press release was sent out.
1: Exactly. Which is why we're addressing this, because we, we got a lot of responses from people. I don't know if it was the same person, but it seemed like it was multiple people asking us, what is the official source Give me an official link. And in this case, that is impossible because the link is to somebody's email inbox. And I cannot give you that. I don't really know what to tell you. But um, Tunami Asia, in this case, that sent out this press release, they don't even have a news section or anything on their website to even, I think, where they could post something like this. Mm-hmm. So they relied on news organizations and outlets to basically bring this to the public's attention and i think that's where a lot of the confusion started was well this has to be fake because i can't find anything official
0: and i understand that and i feel like maybe we've put skepticism too much at the forefront of people's (laughs) minds lately this is Uh, our fault it is our fault i I blame ourselves i take full responsibility. i mean
1: i'm I have nothing against skepticism, but it's just, it's more of just an understanding of how press releases work. And I think that's where the confusion started.
0: Yes, that skepticism is healthy. But now that we understand how press releases work, I never thought we'd have to describe that on the show. Uh, And maybe the people that need to know this aren't listening to the show. Uh, If you know who someone is like that words speaking them point them towards our show
1: or towards mike's twitter account right
0: <laughs> he enjoys I, that in detail
1: explain how this works in 140 characters or less oh, press God. releases 101
0: and you're thinking what grammatical atrocity do i commit to fit this all into a tweet and mm-hmm. that it doesn't make sense anymore heath so tsunami fan sites received a press release that announced that toonami asia which is a separate channel it is not the tsunami that airs in north america and the business relations between the different tsunamis across the world are very different at times and they may not be run out of the atlanta office mm-hmm. or connected to the atlanta office in any way it's a business connection that some other company across the other side of the world runs dragon ball super will be airing in english in asia on that tsunami channel that is the announcement here what's wrong with that i say
1: it's going to be in english and not In North America, it's just it's very odd that uh, that would happen first, but it's also not entirely out of the realm of possibilities because we know back when Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z first aired, which this doesn't quite add up because the the landscape of anime distribution has completely changed since the 1980s and early 1990s. Uh, North America was hardly involved at all at that point. Back then, Hong Kong received their own English dub. But of course, a lot of people might not be aware of it because Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z were not as mainstream globally as they are now. And so it is a little odd that it would premiere there. Rather than other places, but Toei, it's uh, it's their decision. So,
0: well, let's talk about that business side of it. Something I was uh mentioning, uh, if you're a subscriber to the podcast, you got this. I was talking about with Kerbifer in his Kerblog series, uh, and if you didn't get it in the podcast feed, you can check it out on his YouTube channel. The business decisions around Dragon Ball and what we expect Toei is expecting from a business partner. The number one reason why Dragon Ball Super probably isn't out in this country and other countries is toei probably wants a tv deal in place before they start dishing it out and they probably do arrange prices differently throughout the world so what funimation may pay for dragon ball super could be entirely different from whatever company this happens to be in asia but they probably got a tv deal lined up which is why they're getting it now
1: and that i can without naming Names say that is 99.9% true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, something else I want to talk about. You kind of alluded to it earlier. Um, I don't know if it's just a today's Dragon Ball fans, you know, shaking fist, get off my lawn kind of thing. Did, does Dragon Ball fandom have this collective amnesia where they forget that Dragon Ball Z had two completely independent English dubs produced on other sides of a giant ocean? That yeah. Concurrently? I- like, this isn't bizarre.
1: It's that was the one of the weirdest responses I think I saw out of all of this was, how dare they do this without Funimation? Don't they know that they're? It's like, come on. I I know we're Americans and that's you know great, but the Funimation dub is not an exclusive English dub to the world. It's exclusive <laughs> to North America. It just happens to be used a lot of other places where they don't have the funding to hire actors. They'd rather just purchase the distribution.
0: So you've got Manga UK that gets it for the European market. You've got Madman down in Australia that gets mm-hmm. it for their market. Um, if they wanted to, those companies do have their own ties to Toei. Uh, and we, we've talked about this on the show in interviews with some of those people on the show before, where they'll want to do it and they'll be like, this is what we can do. And to- Toei will say, well, do this because uh, this yeah. is available. And you can work with those partners to get their products. So it's like less work for Toei to do, less Word for Manga UK to do because someone's already done it. This could just be an example of someone's got the means and's got the distribution that they can do it themselves. We've seen
1: English dubs come out of these regions before.
0: We have. That's the thing. Like, does ignoring the the westwood dub big green malaysian dub philippines dubs does everyone forget that these things have existed over the last several decades that's that's so weird to me that you can be on the internet and so connected and responding to a story like this and completely ignore forget not know other english language dubs exist
1: especially when you're just so upset that you cannot understand why Southeast Asia and India would not use Funimation when this is a dub that's being produced exclusively for them that you're probably never going to watch more than a 30 second clip of on the internet.
0: I I think a lot of that is the personifying the product and be like but my version it's like the like we do with the Japanese version where we want to push it on everyone we want everyone to enjoy it's this religious indoctrination kind of thing so they're feeling that for the English dub and I understand that and they want everyone to enjoy the the dub that they watch. But it also seems like this personal affront where it's, what do you mean Shemel and Savit aren't going to be heard throughout the world? Like, I'm sorry, you were not the only people in the world that speak English.
1: Yeah, it just, it really took us aback. Or at least for me, it was kind of like, well, I, I just did not understand a lot of the responses. I can totally understand that you would be upset that Funimation is not the first English company to create a dub for Dragon Ball Super. I can totally understand that. You can feel entitled if you want that we should and probably do deserve it first. But the fact to just be so out of left field that some other region in the world can produce it and it's not Funimation is just an outrage. I just don't get it. I don't get it. It makes no sense to me personally.
0: Simmer. Down is all I can say. There there is no doubt in anyone's mind. Funimation is going to get the rights to Dragon Ball Super. They are going to produce a dub for Dragon Ball Super. It'll probably be on TV. It'll probably be streaming through Funimation's streaming service. You will definitely be able to purchase it on DVD and Blu ray. Like, this is not a fantasy, and it doesn't become a fantasy because some other country in the world gets an English dub. The example I want to point back to is Sony's dub of Ruroni Kenshin, which they called Samurai. X was a completely independent English dub that aired in the same areas, separate from the Media Blasters dub that we got on home video and DVD, and I think aired on Toonami here in North America. Like, there is so much precedent. For this kind of thing, and it doesn't mean you're not going to get what you want. I, like I don't know what else to say. I'm just flabbergasted, and I I feel angry over the situation. Just seeing how angry other people are, and it's just this disbelief on my behalf. And I I know it comes across as like we know so much. How do you not know everything that we know? But I feel like it just takes that five seconds. Sit back, think about it. What are you actually angry over? You're angry that someone else is getting something cool. Shut the fuck up.
1: Is it just because it's in English? I think like so. If they have if they would have dubbed it in something else. Well, that's like, the
0: thing. Like, is it so weird that France got a dub of Dragon Ball Kai that aired on TV? Oh no, they got the Boo Arc. Was it France that got Boo Kai? I think it was. Yes. Okay. I'm not just making up situations. <laughs> like, I don't think they're angry about that because those aren't my words that those characters yes. are speaking
1: i mean to be quite frank when i was first writing up this article to post on our website it had already gone up on to faithful and i had already seen some of the responses i wasn't even going to mention anything about funimation
0: at all right why would you because it has nothing to do
1: with them there was a huge response from people immediately and it was just like okay i guess we need to do this And even the people I contacted at Funimation, I'm like, I know you have nothing to do with this, and I'm really sorry, but I need a statement (laughs) from you to supply (laughs) the demand for a statement. (laughs) And it was just like...
0: What are we even doing? That's the thing. As I saw it happening from afar. And those were my exact words was, what are we even doing? That felt so weird to me.
1: So I'm going to get another beer because now I need one. Blame all of you people.
0: So I don't know how much else there is to say about it. This does not preclude Funimation from getting Dragon Ball Super, which I'm sure they will. They will get you the product you're looking for. Oh my God, chill out. It's okay that someone else got something. And that's my editorialization on this story.
1: There you go. So to recap, Toonami Asia, we'll be picking it up. If you live in Indonesia, the Philippines, Thailand, Hong Kong, Singapore, Taiwan, Pakistan, Maldives, or India... Is very likely in mid-2016, you will be viewing Dragon Ball Super in English on Toonami. There you go. I'm excited
0: about that because I would love to see some new takes on these characters.
1: I would too. I think it'd be interesting. And if anything, you let them do it first and then whatever people complain about, then... Funimation cannot do that.
0: Heath, you had a setup for the final thing we're going to talk about. Would you like to uh, share what your description of this is?
1: Um, Let's see if I can remember. I hate when non-news becomes news because people think it's news when it's not. Does that make sense?
0: That's a great description. And this is definitely going to be... I mean, you're either going to love us for what we're about to do or you're listening in. You're hate listening because you know exactly how this story is going to go down. This is definitely... We admit and we're reveling in it. This is... We know better than other people do and we're going to sit you down and shake our finger at you and tell you how you're supposed to do business on the internet. But God damn it, this was just such a big fuck-up and to see the indignant, like putting my feet in the sand, and we stand by our story. Holy cow, man.
1: We got a lot of emails, a lot of tweets, a lot of messages on Facebook. Hey, you guys missed this. And we tried to nicely reply to as many people as we could that, no, we did not miss this. We know about it. It's okay. We're going to let it blow over because it's not real. Unfortunately, no one could let it die. Why this didn't die, I have no idea. That's what we were hoping was going to happen. And then finally it kind of turned into, well, I suppose we should address this.
0: It really did feel like the story was over and went away and it was cleared up and then they came back with a force. So this is... Ramen Parados. Uh, I'm assuming it's ramen for two. Anyway, so their original story went up on October 30th, and this is where it all started. This was the Dragon Ball new movie confirmed from Tadayoshi Yamamoto himself. And uh, this was at a, a convention, and there was an official translator, and they had photos from their interview. Like it had all the makings of, yeah, we have the sources to back this up. We were actually here. Here's what we had go on during our interview, the panels, except the thing was, and this is tough to describe, because everything they did was absolutely accurate. Uh, you can mm-hmm. 100% be in a panel and get a scoop on something, inadvertently or not. Um, there have been plenty of, I think back to Nintendo roundtables at E3. I think the existence of, maybe it was the Star Fox on Wii U, or no, Pikmin 4 most recently, where Miyamoto said, yeah, we're working on Pikmin 4. Like That was the news story that came out of that just roundtable panel at a convention at an exposition that can happen and that could have been what happened in this story that this website got something out of a panel and they're like holy cow we have a story let's run this story is
1: why for so long it was so believable for so many because it had all the right things i mean i've always said a rumor like this always comes from at least Some grain of truth. When you combine Yamamuro being there in person Mm -hmm. and talking, the likelihood goes way up. I mean, you had a key person at an event and then there was video footage of it. I mean, right off the bat, you're just going to go, okay. This seems very credible. And that's where the downfall all began. This could have gotten a lot farther if there was no video footage.
0: And this is where I start doing a little more analysis because we are the kind of site we do not report on something. We've been, I've pointed to it a lot and I'm not really ashamed of it because I think it's a great example. The Sparking Omega announcement. That was a story that got picked up by I think Silicon Era and one of the other like Japanese gaming blog sites um, picked up a story. The source there was to two channel where a bunch of people were talking about leaks from V jump and everything else had been checking out. And so they ran with the story that sparking Omega, uh, I can't remember if it was a new sparking or an HD, something like that for um, the, the fighting games by spike. They ran the story and we were like, well, these two other sites that we respect and have sourced in the past, ran the story, we will run the story sourcing them and the original post and saying, what's up? Well, it turns out that was completely fabricated. And the great thing with that story is our buddy K over in Japan was able to point us that user having been trying that same thing for years up until that point, it just so happened that he got it to stick with that one story. So that's the thing I point back to where it's we no longer will report on any news whatsoever that we cannot independently confirm on our own. That can be a press release being sent out that can be picking up the goddamn phone and calling someone at a company. I feel like I've used that phrase lately too, but again, I hate to phrase it this way, but a lot of people like to hide behind their computers. not afraid to talk to people at KonZenshu. I mean, there's so many ways that you can verify a story. So that's how we roll. And that's why we did not run this story. And that's where my further analysis comes in. Like, all right, everything here checks out. There's a couple weird things though. First off, Dragon Ball Super is a thing right now. It seems really, weird that they would retell Battle of Gods, retell the Frieza movie. We know there's a new story arc coming out. How does a new movie this year or next year fit into that?
1: How does it even make any sense financially? I mean, you have Super that is currently running, then you're going to produce a film to compete with it.
0: That seems, it was weird enough that Super is competing with Frieza. Yes. None of that made sense. And then finally, if this were me, I would understand how this story would come across. I would include in my story a direct quote that said that exact thing. The story did mm-hmm. not have that. It was just a general rewriting of the story, which is, to- again, totally fine. From my perspective, that's not how I would roll out those, that story. So those were the kind of two things that jumped out at me, where was, hmm, kind of weird. And the way this story continued for the next couple of days is um, this site, Raman Parados, they were rolling out, oh, we have video interview we have audio, we're going to share this to really back up our story. I think we were like, okay, cool. We'll wait on that because that's the kind of thing that we can then use to do our independent verification. We can throw Julian at it. We can throw Jake at it and say, you know, listen to what Yamamuro says in Japanese. Is that what he said in Japanese? That's our independent verification. So we kind of waited for that and we started getting that. And we just sit back and went, hmm, something's weird here. Things
1: we're just not adding up. And so you really started to question a lot of what was coming through. And then all of a sudden the interview hit and we got inundated with a lot of messages from people like, see, it says it right here, like clear as day. And the first thing we thought is, well, yeah, it does say that, but it says that in Spanish. right?" <laughs> so we wanted to go back and just reconfirm, um, which is what we've always done. Lo and behold, what is said in Japanese is almost 50% not what is said in Spanish.
0: So there's a couple levels to this. One could be, I, mean, I don't want to throw accusations out there. I think we're safe. See,
1: and that, that is the thing. When I wrote this, I'm like, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus because I'm not accusing someone of something that I don't know happened. For all we know, this was a, just a huge miscommunication, a misinterpretation. Somebody screwed up and just said, you know what, we got to go with it because it's already out there, which on itself is a bad thing because you would hope somebody would be man enough to step up and say, oh, you know what, guys, we're really sorry we misinterpreted
0: this. That didn't happen. So let's let's take a step back. I've done enough panels. You've done enough panels. People Mm -hmm. have seen enough panels online. When you have a Japanese guest, obviously we're talking about anime here, so it's a Japanese guest. If you're in a foreign country, they are assigned a translator. It may be someone they know. It may be someone assigned by the convention. Mentioned by the expo.
1: Yeah, some people travel with translators
0: if you're big enough you get to bring your wife and your translator <laughs> uh, not God. everyone's at that level um so you're assigned someone um mm-hmm. this could be an example where the translator is not the biggest dragon ball fan in the world does not understand what's going on with super does not understand the situation with the movies they're trying to uh, if you've seen the way these translators work what they're doing as the speaker is speaking they are jotting down these kind of like chicken scratches about what the guy. I just said
1: so it's sometimes not a verbatim translation it's just get it close enough in that language to make sense
0: they use that to give you like this paraphrased answer and they'll try to be as mm-hmm. detailed as possible and they might go back and be like uh i oh, know and they'll like try to pull a little bit more out of them clarification so it could have been a situation like that where it was the translator just didn't get it and said something, and they inadvertently said something they didn't 100% mean in Japanese, in Spanish, and then that gets translated, and then pulled out and translated over into English. And who knows what's going on during the telephone game here. Where this really broke down even more, providing all mm-hmm. of <laughs> the interview for well, anyone. Well, because
1: initially, it was, this was said at the panel, right, and right. they had periscoped the panel. So a lot of people listened in. And just said, you know, first off, the audio is really bad. So that didn't really help. But you could make out the Spanish translator. And we had a lot of people even on our forum saying, hey, I'm fluent in Spanish or my friend is fluent in Spanish and we listen to it. And he does not say that at all in Spanish. So then a lot of it came down to, well... He didn't say it at the panel. We interviewed him one-on-one. And it was like, oh, okay, well, I can see that. And then it all just kind of snowballed from there. And they really dug their heels in the ground and just said, no, we're going to show you this video and you guys we'll see that we are 100% right, that this is what he said.
0: And I get that. Like, that's almost what I would do if I were in their situation. Like, fine, you don't believe me because we're professionals. We have all of this recorded and available. We will show you. Fine. If we have to, we will show you. I think the problem here was they didn't know what they had.
1: I'm almost 100% guaranteed that whoever decided we're going to post this video does not speak Japanese and could not themselves verify what was happening. They were just handed translated subtitles and they slapped them on.
0: That's the thing. Like, yes, your Spanish is accurate to what your spanish translator said i guess kind of thing but Mm -hmm. it seems like there were even discrepancies there so again taking it back we want to verify independently confirm from the original japanese from the horse's mouth what is being said here they gave us that opportunity and i think they really showed they had no clue how to do this again we are doing our own telephone game here where I'm Mm -hmm. going to read for you right now what Yamamuro said. I'm going to read our English translation. We've been in the game long enough. You know you can trust. I can tell you that we threw both Jake and Julian at it, and we had Kay do a backup analysis of everything that was said here. So you have a native Japanese speaker. You have Julian, who's got the highest accreditation level you can get for understanding, reading, comprehension Japanese. I don't know what Jake's level is at, but you, if you're following us, you know what Jake's level is.
1: He's pretty much right with Julian. I think he's he might be one below, but then he's also learning other Asian languages, so I don't.
0: So sometimes he's confusing his Chinese and Japanese, yes. which was good because we were able to get Julian to do it as well that exact same day. So again, we are going language to language here. But so let me read to you what the official Konzenshu translation of Yamuro statements were. Currently, a slightly more detailed version of Revival of F is being broadcast on TV and er There was Battle of Gods, and then after that came Revival of F. So here, in the TV series, we're adding in that original, Toriyama Sensei's original thing, something different. The interviewer says, oh, one more? Yamamuro says, yeah. The analysis here, (laughs) if you can't tell, should be pretty obvious. They're talking about Dragon Ball Super, which retold battle of gods is about to retell the Frieza movie revival of F resurrection F and as we already know has a new story the universe six story arc coming after that in the same TV series with its original story and characters designs by Toriyama we know all this Yamamuro is simply stating things we already know there is no news here
1: it's just weird though how he starts out because there's a little bit of confusion there you know where he's like well detailed revival of F and then he's like oh wait Wait, Battle of Gods came first, then it was Revival of F. And so he kind of stops himself in the middle. He's kind of thinking out loud.
0: Right, he's correcting himself as he goes. He's expanding yes. on it a little bit. Right.
1: And um, one thing, when I was talking to Kay about this, uh, the the interviewer's response of, oh, mo ichi hon, mm-hmm. sometimes in Japanese, the hon can actually kind of refer to either TV or movie. So K's One of his theories was whoever was translating this thought when he said Ichihon, which is Mm -hmm. one more, Mm -hmm. he was thinking one more movie. movie. Mm -hmm. And so there's little nuances where it's kind of, if you're not a native speaker or you're not around somebody that really is in tune with what someone's trying to say, things can kind of get a little skewed, which is again, why we were kind of like, maybe this was a little misinterpreted, not just way intentional, we're going to make this up. But so... Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell some of that.
0: The thing is, you you go to their Spanish translation of what was said there. And of course, we have to translate. We're speaking English, so we have to give you our English translation of the Spanish of the Japanese, which is not an accurate description of the Japanese. What I'm getting at here is that in the Spanish translation, they use words like trilogy, but that's not said in Japanese. There is no reference to three movies so like there's already a major breakdown there and you can see just how far this gets skewed And I think the worst thing about this right now is seeing the firestorm of this site really sticking with it. And I can understand the, no, I am sticking by my story. This is the story that we've reported and here are our sources. We've laid all of our sources on the table. The problem is I think they just either don't want to or can't fathom admitting, oh shit, we're completely wrong here. I get it. It's the, we have this train. He's a, prof- he's a professional translator. Are you telling us the professional translator there was wrong and how they relayed these? Sta- like, yeah, we are telling you that the professional translator, whether it was the, the, the translator. And it seemed like the translator himself wasn't really the problem. It was this own site's interpretation of everyone's surrounding statements.
1: The thing that really caught me is when Yamamuro responds, he says nothing about movies in his initial response. The only confusion would be if the interview or the interviewer brought up movies in his question to his initial mm-hmm. response. Whereas in the Spanish subtitles, just right off the bat, they're like, trace Peliculas. He says nothing about movies. Where did... Where the hell did that come from? I, I could see maybe you're taking a little liberty with it to try to set up what you think his response is going to be. But when, when they right off the bat to say there are three films, Battle of Gods, Resurrection F, and another, I mean, that that's not in there at all. I, I don't even know where that came from.
0: We are just, we're angry over this because this is the exact opposite of everything we try to do. You'll you'll see in a lot of the interview translations we do, we like to provide those translator notes, even if it's the most minor thing, because at this point we can... To guess what people are going to second guess, and <laughs> we like to put mm-hmm. it out there like, we're pretty sure you're going to latch on to this. This is what it actually says. This is why we put it this way. And I know not everyone can do that, not everyone has the time to do that. We have this liberty of being a fan site where we can put in as little or as much time as we want into things. And I hate for that to come across as the fan subbers do better than the official people because I would never equate us to either fan subbers or official, despite people constantly asking me on Twitter when are the official episode Title translations coming out and like what are you talking about i say this all in a roundabout way of just we are really angry because it's everything we fight to not do And to see someone out there do exactly the opposite of how we would do something and get attention for it. It's not the attention thing. I I don't like that I just said that. It's not the attention thing. It's I've been talking so much about it lately. Like people deserve better. This is not good news reporting. And Dragon Ball is stupid. It's a stupid children's cartoon. But if you're going to report news, do it fucking properly.
1: What got me, I think what upset me the most when they first posted this video and it was subtitled. And I was going through and, you know, typing up the subtitles and translating and it's like, yeah, uh, this is clearly what the subtitles say. And then we got the results back of, you know, Jake's like, yeah, that's not what they say at all. And then I talked to Kay and talked to Julian and it's like, things are just way off. Like this isn't even close. And then along with the video, they decided let's post a transcription of everything. Uh-huh. And you're like, okay, you go read that. There are things in their transcription and, and not just like one or two cases, like all over the place that aren't even in their own subtitles on the video, which just makes absolutely no sense. And then you start comparing what the subtitles say, to what's in the transcription and they even more so go full in of this is what he says and they change it so it's even more definitive that oh it's in production and this is absolutely what's going to happen and explain these events and it's like i know they're like doubling down that no one's going to read this so yeah it just that's what really blew my mind it's like at that point to me somebody over there knows what's going on and you're doubling down in hopes that nobody's gonna notice.
0: Yeah, it's it's just that tunnel vision thing. And I, I say this from experience, not necessarily with consentio, but it's like, I like I did this, and this is what it was, and just this complete lack of a greater perspective. No, you're completely just own up to it. Just admit it. There is nothing wrong with admitting you're wrong. I think it shows true character to admit that hey we totally fucked this up there is nothing we can say to apologize and make up to people how much we fucked this up that says so much in so few words to see that would i think mean the world to us and to the rest of the fans who are just watching this shitstorm happen over on this website and it's and they're saying the exact same thing on the other side. I saw some of those uh, statements in response are like, we don't care if one or two people don't believe our story. Like We are having exact opposite conversations in corresponding English and Spanish here right now. It's one of those things like, we know we're right, so we can say all of this with such determination. And they're probably saying the same thing.
1: I would imagine so. Except they're wrong. I love some people's responses of, you know as soon as a new movie is announced they're gonna be like see we told
0: you exactly like of course there will probably be another movie someday and they will 100% if they don't if they don't own up to it that is the thing they will point to and I forget what site it was it was some comic website it was years ago that ran with the story of Toriyama's working on a new manga in the years since there have been things like Jocko and he went to work on Battle of God this was before all of that um, and i remember how it went down was when dragon ball sd was announced for psycho jump they that phrase they doubled down on it they went back and they said see we told you where there's smoke there's fire that's the new thing that was coming stuff changed along the way and it turned into dragon ball sd but we told you there was a new manga coming it's that kind of thing where no matter what happens in the future you can point back to something and say see we were right about it but there was zero connection there it was total trying to cover their own ass and it's so transparent and it makes me so goddamn angry
1: especially when it's something so broad i mean it's like i'm gonna predict the future that someday i'm gonna have a new car (laughs) it's like well no shit that's gonna happen
0: there's going to heath there will be a new dragon ball video game within the next fiscal year
1: yes that is very very likely going to happen
0: That would be like if nothing came out and it was only that I see Cardass series that came out, that would be like me pointing to that and saying, see, I told you there was going to be a new video game. Ha ha. Here it is. Is there anything else to say about this? I and mean, this was totally, we admit 100% just our excuse to just bullshit about this, to just get this. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. It's on the tip of my tongue. It was very cathartic for me anyway, Very having been away for the last week and having to watch this sort of all you didn't have to live through it no i didn't i just got a dribble of wi-fi and i got to see a couple tweets and kind of stuff like i i was without connection for days so i got to see it as it was happening and then i got to come home to it as it was all completely over
1: so weird because when this all initially happened on october 30th we were at work I watched the Periscope. I mean, we were, we were right there when it all happened from the very beginning. And we're just like, God, I hope this dies because this is not going to go well. And it went almost the way we thought it was going to go. And you just you hate to do it. And you're like, well, guess I got to write this thing up because nobody else is going to do it. And, and you hate to say it because you don't want to feel that way. It sucks. It really does.
0: Our buddy Kaiser, uh, Scott from Team Four Star, he asked us, how many times have you had to do a news story specifically saying there is no news here or debunking something? And this is one, I think this is the most major example we've done with that. Um, We did the retraction on the sparking Omega thing within the same story Mm -hmm. itself. Uh, I think there's one or two other times we've done small things, but they're not coming to mind right now. So.
1: I say overall, we generally try to avoid it because usually right. if we don't post about it, a lot of people will kind of pick up that, well, if they're not posting about it, especially right. the people that usually come to us to ask, is this true?
0: Well, we, and we can say, well, we haven't posted it.
1: And uh, when we can validate any such information, we will post it. We will let you know. And until then, uh,
0: we're not doing anything with it. You use a good word there, validate. I, I hate doing post like this, because it then does validate that site or that source in some way. And I hate doing Mm -hmm. that. I was talking with Mary about it on vacation a little bit. She's like, you're not going to link to the site, are you? And I was, well, of course we are, because that is the subject of discussion. And she was just, and I understand where she's coming from. It's like, why would you give them- that attention. Why would you give someone like that the time of day? And I totally get that. But at the same time, it's definitely that part of me where it's like, I want to hold them accountable.
1: If you're going to cite them on something, you know, the way we've always done it, you're going to link directly to it so that other people can right. validate it themselves. And and that is the hard part that we've always tried to tread away from.
0: I go back to that thing I said earlier about hiding behind a computer. That's the thing. I didn't want to do like the subtweet kind of thing about it where talk about it without actually referencing them. I want the Google Analytics trail to lead back to them. I want it to be completely there. And we know 100% they are completely aware of our analysis and our post. We have not reached out to them personally. I don't think it's necessary. Um, It's not like reaching out to a source to verify a story. They put out their story. We are free to do any analysis of it we want. We don't have to contact them. Maybe we could have, maybe we should have. At this point, I don't fucking care because they dug in so deep on this. And I say all this, having done absolutely nothing for the write-up on the website, the analysis of any language. I got to sit back and do nothing. So I can be the angriest one here and have zero responsibility for anything.
1: So just like normal.
0: Just like normal. (laughs) I get to do a podcast about it and say, I worked my ass off on content this week. There you go. Too many content at you behind the scenes. Backhanded comments back and forth at each other here. People are learning a lot <laughs> about us right now. That's okay. Yeah.
1: If all, Oh, that's what we should just publish the um, group text that was going on while all this oh, was happening. Tech.
0: They were <laughs> Mike's pretty great. Like, I'm
1: about to get on a plane. Can you guys like hurry this up? <laughs> <laughs> shut, shut up, Mike. <laughs> We're doing this at our leisure as fast as we can.
0: I totally was. I was totally managing from afar as if I needed to, but I just wanted to be part of the conversation. It's okay. I understand.
1: All right. uh, So yeah, no new movie that's a bummer
0: right the news this week is there is no news heath let's bring this to a close this has been episode 390 our podcast here turns 10 years old this week the first episode was released november 19th 2005 julian and myself published that first episode back in the olden days of daizenshu ex as I've been saying, I still consider the podcast like the youngest portion of the website and still feels so new like it's a recent addition, although it really isn't. Um, so I'm glad this is coming out before that 10 year anniversary, because if this was the 10 year anniversary podcast, that would be a real shitty 10 year anniversary podcast. <laughs> yes it would so we'll have something different for you uh, in the coming week or so I gotta get going Heath you gotta get going we will wrap Mm -hmm. up this show this has been 390 I have been Mike that has been Heath we have Julian and Jake you can find us konzenshu.com if you're listening this far again you either know everything you've been listening for that validation or you're hate listening and you're just scribbling death notes for the two of us here either way we are glad to have you along for the ride heath what would you like to plug on the website right now
1: dragon ball super we're still going strong somehow i don't know how but it's happening and hopefully we'll have episode 19 kind of uppish today tomorrow by the time you're listening to this at least hopefully. It's been
0: helpful that one, two, sometimes three of us are around to watch it live. Jake in particular, mm-hmm. because he can do the summary within moments of the episode airing. That is incredibly helpful.
1: And it's nice that the credits do not change very much. Yeah. And yeah. The, the page overall hasn't really changed. And we just kind of plug and chug, get it up, and then kind of come back and do notes as we feel like it.
0: Well, here's a behind-the-scenes question um, that other people may find interesting, mm-hmm. but it helps organization of the site. You you had split up um, like we had done with other arcs and other TV series um we decided to split up the uh Dragon Ball Super episode description pages we have the main listing but then we have by arc as well we were going to do the Battle of Gods arc and the Revival of F arc Heath do you think now that episode 19 had Frieza in the title card uh, let's decide right now shall we consider that the official start of the new story arc
1: see that's what i was debating and i haven't really decided yet like i don't feel like having four episodes as like a mini Train... Arc that really suffices yeah. as
0: anything. Right. So do we tack that on after or in addition to Frieza? Yeah. So that's our little discussion. Maybe we'll finalize that off mic, but we are thinking about that. Because people definitely did ask us, is there an official delineation here? Or are you making it up? And we'll fully admit, no, we are making it up as we go because there is no documentation. And this is the the title cards are the best documentation we have right now. Uh until there's something other than a superstar guide.
1: And nothing official about it will probably come out until after the series is over and they re-release the dice you, yeah. again
0: quite some time all right we'll bring it to a close we've talked about all the stuff we got going on we've talked about the news we've talked about the non-news this again was episode 390 i'm mike that's heath i said all of this already but then we got sidetracked with other conversations heath bring it to a close
1: adios mis amigos we'll see you next time